Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Beloved of God, you're welcome to another beautiful episode of my 365 Devotional Challenge, soon to be changed to our 365 Devotional Challenge, and that will be on Sunday. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for descending from your throne into our midst today. Thank you so much for deciding to make our bodies your temples. Oh, Father, please come dwell in us and give us the understanding for us to be able to penetrate with you throughout the season. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And if anyone, one of us are going through difficulty and hard times, Father Lord, please help us and see us through it according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, hallelujah. We're still on. I think um, probably this should be the episode finale of the season that we are in currently and we might push it again in tomorrow because i don't want it to be too long so we just want to talk today about people that actually kept their babies but then are regretting that they did and um i know that this is so funny or um this is rather odd for us to be talking about because i think we should have been looking at people that actually went in for an abortion and then they regret going in for, for such procedure. They are now missing their babies and they are now hoping that they will get to re be reunited with their babies once more in heaven. But we are flipping the coin and we are talking about people that actually kept their babies. Maybe because they were pressured to. Maybe because their church had pressured them to. And now they are regretting having taken that decision. So um, let us read um, from, um, of course, this, um, I'm not a fan of this particular um, movement, but I'm gonna read from their page because their page has so much of this kind of stories. And um, it's called Shout Your Abortion. And we have many celebrities that have signed up to this movement and they're coming out to be, you know, giving the abortion stories and things like that. So I just wanna read out a few of their stories to you. <sighs> Just give um, God the glory, and then um, okay, we're gonna look um, read a story about Diana or Diana Zelot. I, ho I hope I got her name right. Dina Zelot, a 31-year-old stay-at-home mother who lives in Mobile, Alabama, with her husband and her three young daughters. Okay, um, what happened to Dina was that when she was a teen. 18 to be exact, a teenager, and she was 18 years. She invited a friend of ours over to the house so that they can catch a movie together. And um, during the movie, she said that the guy was trying to slip his hand, you know, up into her skirt, and then she was resisting him. So she decided to stand up, you know, and go so that the tension, you know, will be doused. But as she moved into the kitchen to go get some water, the guy followed her and knocked her out. And you know, he had his way with her and she was a virgin. So after that, you know, she was traumatized. She was so traumatized that, you know, she shut herself up in her own space, in her own little box, and no one actually knew what was responsible for her sudden change in attitude. She was an A plus an A student and everything just declined. She was a cheerleader, you know, she was into sports, she was outgoing, she was lively. But everything just took a sharp decline after that encounter. And to top it all, she became pregnant. And um, as if things couldn't get more worse, the baby that she was, you know, that she gave birth to 
actually came out with a severe disability. And then um, she had to struggle with this baby for some time, you know, and then she actually lost the baby. And it was such a painful experience. So although, like I read out, she now has three kids. She's 21 years old. She has three kids, and she lives in Alabama, um, in Alabama with her husband. She still regrets not having, not having terminated that first pregnancy and giving birth to that little girl that came into the world and suffered so much before she later died, I think, in her first or second year. So it was a very terrible experience for her, and she talks about it. They say in hindsight, she would, she would not hesitate, you know, she would, she, but to abort, you know, and terminate that pregnancy. And um, there are many other stories like that, you know, of women that, um, that, you know, kept their children, maybe the children later came out deformed, and um, they, um, they now regret having to take care of the baby. You know, like I told you, um, I work with special needs persons, and, you know, there are a lot of moms that bring their kids to the home that I work with, of course, I'm not um, officially, I work there on part-time voluntarily. There are a lot of moms that bring, a lot of parents that bring their kids to the home I work, and when they actually you know, get get um get allow when they actually allow the kids to reside with us at the facility. The facility is called Mudukbe Co Treatment Home School. You know, childcare and treatment home school. So when they actually um give them the the, the opportunity to to ad or they admit their kids into the home school, they just abandon these kids and run away with no traces, with no way to be found. You know, this also indicates that these parents, they 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 are fed up with these children. And this kind of, you know, this kind of um, emotion usually comes up with, you know, when the mom actually gave birth to a disabled, you know, baby, or sometimes maybe giving birth actually blocked their own way, you know, their own life and slowed it down and probably hindered them from getting married. Like the stigma in Africa here is pretty high. You know, when you give birth, you know, when they know that you've given birth, your chances of getting remarried, you know, or getting married, is um is always very very slim, so they don't go about regretting the the decisions that they took, you know, in aborting the baby. But no, instead, when they struggle to keep this baby, and then the baby is now slowing them down. The baby is now limiting them from you know exploring life, from getting to see life better, from being ostracized. They now look back and they now just just regret. Why did I keep this baby? I should have terminated this baby. And you know, those 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 group of people, there are many. We wouldn't know that there are many, but there are so much out there, and it's not good for us to shut them out. The people that have you know, that, that regret, you know, aborting their babies, those ones have already moved into the state of remorse. They have already realized that they did something wrong. Of course, they need a community to heal better, but they have already initiated that move. But this other set of people that have not even seen the light, that don't even think, that, that are even saying, oh, I wish I had known, I would have terminated this pregnancy. That means that that seed you know, of, um, of, um, of negligence is in them, and probably because of what they have gone through. But there's nothing that you can, there's nothing you go through that will warrant you taking another's life. Because there's a story also that I, I watch on YouTube. Oh, sorry, I said I was going to drop a link to the story I shared on YouTube yesterday um, to um, Pastor Mike and um, Pastor John Piper's um, 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 podcast, you know, YouTube rendition of his podcast, but I didn't do that. I'm so sorry. But um, there's um, a story I also watch on YouTube with this mommy giving birth to a son, and a son doesn't have eyes. 
no eyes at all, no eyeballs at all, where the, the, the eye socket is, is just filled up with some tissues, some reddish tissues like that with no eyes, no eye formation. And they said that it was, um, you know, um, like um, prenatal, was it prenatal? You know, prenatal um, deficiency that the boy developed as a fetus or fetal deficiency, you know, while he was still in the womb. That's when he developed that deficiency. And the boy only has sockets, but the sockets, the eye sockets are filled up with some kind of tissues with no eyeballs at all. And then this lady says that she was pressured when she found out via ultrasound that the baby had some defects that was not common. Um, she was pressured by her family, her friends, her colleagues, you know, and her acquaintances for her to go in for an abortion so that she can get rid of the baby and then go in again for another one that will be healthier. But she resisted the urge of going in for an abortion. And now she's so proud of her baby. She's one of the top pro-life campaigners in the state. People that are, um, you know, uh, they work for life and every, all those um, big, big organizations that are promoting life of the unborn, they, they, they carry her along. And she has become so popular, but it's not about the popularity but the life that she saved, because the boy has, you need to see this boy, he has to be the happiest boy in the world. Although he's blind, but all his other senses are active. He plays, he giggles, he laughs over everything. He sees the world without his eyes. So, you know, there, there, there are so much, there's, there's so much beauty, you know, in, in life that there's no need for somebody to regret, you know, not aborting their child because of what they're going through. No, Nobody's, nobody can go through pain you know, the, um, the level of pain you go through is the one that you permit yourself to actually go through them because people are going through a whole lot of pain, but their own management levels, you know, are different. So look at the way this lady and her husband have managed that boy, that dear boy. They've managed him well, and then they've got what's, what was meant to be sorrowful has been turned into greatness for them. So there's nothing that so many body can go through that will make you look back on your kid and, and regret ever giving birth to that kid. I know it's not easy. Working in the special, special needs field, I have seen stories. I saw, a story, I saw a case of a woman. I was willing a friend of mine to go write his master's examination. And I saw this lady sitting outside the facility. Something told me that this lady was going to dump this baby. And by the time I came back, I, this lady had dumped this baby outside the facility. And ants began to perch on this baby. I had to take the baby inside, which is not authorized. But I had to organize and then make sure that this baby was taken inside. And there's an, another story of a dad that brought his child. And the child was refused. And he just threw the child in front of an incoming vehicle you know, and ran away. And the good thing was that the child survived that accident and he was brought into the facility. Very delightful kid, very happy child. You need to see this boy, wonderful boy. So, you know, putting all this together, we now see that there's actually no reason for us to, you know, not want to keep what God has given to us or for us to look back on what God has given to us and regret that we didn't kill it or terminate it. May God bless us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. On this note, we pray for everybody that has gone through abortion, through miscarriage, through and, and child loves, we pray for them right now that God should touch them. God should give them a whole, you know, a holistic healing. Let them come out of it. And those that have not yet realized what they have done, let God open their eyes so that they can see that love conquers all. I heard in one of this in one of these reports on um, shout your abortion that the lady was claiming that the fetus is not a human being. Yes, the fetus is a human being. A child is also a human being but it needs to grow to become a man. So fetus is a human being, but it needs to grow to become a child. So may God help us so that we can realize what it is 
that he has given us in life and for us to appreciate it because he himself is the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I just have a beautiful song to share with you today. And um, it's a song that uh, I, I had last year. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Allow me to praise the Lord, to sing of his great love forever. Permit me to bless his name, for he is good to me. Hallelujah. Allow me to praise the Lord, to sing of His goodness forever. Permit me to bless His name, for He is good to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Beloved of God, it's been wonderful sharing this moment again with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful night's rest. See you again tomorrow. I love you. But Jesus loves you way more than I do. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.